Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. This is your host, Midge Noble, and I'm back this week to talk to you about something that's personal on my heart. So, When I started my journey to come back to church and to a really focused faith, I remembered something that I had read from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who said that the word inspiration is really in spirit when you look at how it breaks down. And I've always thought about that, that when I'm inspired to do something, when something is really on my heart or I feel this pull in my gut, I feel that that is, has always been me being in spirit and following some sort of a call that I was supposed to have. Now, back in the day, I didn't recognize that as a call. I just saw it necessarily a call from God. I saw it as I just have to do this. It was just something that I absolutely was being pulled to do. I called it creator of all that is for a while. When I was young, I thought it was maybe God calling, but really it was my panic about going to hell as we've talked about. But being inspired now really does have a resonance with me that when I'm being inspired to do this podcast, to take on someone as a coaching client, that I am in spirit, that there's a reason why this is something that's on my heart and on my mind and I can't let it go. And if I can't let it go, there's usually a reason why. And for many of my years, that reason was revealed much later. I never always know right in the moment that I'm doing something, what the point is of me doing it. But I always do know that when I'm doing whatever I'm inspired to, to do, I feel happy. I feel energized. I feel so excited about what I'm doing. So what does inspire me? Well, I love to read and I love to read books that open me up, help me grow, help me build myself into a better me. When I was searching for my faith, one of the first books I turned to was Pastrix by Nadia Bowles Weber, because when I saw a picture of her with her tattoos and her clerical collar, I just imagined that she was you know, just this amazing out there person that was so super confident. Her book, Pastrix, really opened me up in a way that I I stopped thinking for a little bit that I would have to be perfect. She's very honest and very raw in her writings about who she is, where she's come from, how she's gotten to where she is. And I was really taken back by the fact that she may not always be as confident as she appears in how she dresses, but also in, in how wonderful she is as far as her writings and her preaching. And I just loved the idea that 
the perfection that I was told about and encouraged to have in my life growing up really wasn't something I needed to continue to strive for. That perfection really is a myth and that even though I strive to always be a better me and better than I was the day or the minute or the second before, um, I, I have this realistic expectation now that I probably won't be perfect on earth and that that's totally okay. So if you're looking for a book to, to give you that little oomph to get back into some sort of a, a faith and you know that you don't have to be perfect. Pastrix really, and it's P-A-S-T-R-I-X. It was a great book. Absolutely great. And when you read the book, you'll find out why she named it that. And it was actually almost the way I'm now using gay with God. And I'm claiming, reclaiming that word God for me because it was such a negative term growing up in the church and the whole abomination and, you know, hellfire and brimstone stuff. And I reclaimed my name for God is God. And she reclaimed Pastrix because it was a very derogatory comment toward her. And she used it as the title of her book um, to prove to people that, you know, your words aren't going to keep me down and your words aren't going to do that to me. So I love that. When I actually started going back to the church that I attend now, and I was talking to Father Joe, there were a lot of a lot of the doubts that I still had to work through and a lot of the anger. And he recommended a book to me by Rachel Held Evans, who is now deceased. And that that is tragic that she is no longer with us. Uh, but she wrote a book called Inspired. And she is also a very brilliant, very faith-filled person on one side of her body <laughs> and on the other side of her body. She had a lot of doubts and she had a lot of confusion and a lot of um, negative feelings about what was being taught in the church and how, how she was trying to put it all together. She and, and Nadia Bowles-Weber were actually friends. The last book that was written by Rachel was actually not completed by her. She started it and did the research and was in the process of writing it. It's called Wholehearted Faith. And her editor and her husband actually completed the book. And Nadia also has a section in there. So that's out for publication now as well. And I'll put the link to that and all the books that I'm talking about today on the show page for you guys to go back to and see what resonates for you. But this book inspired really helped me to frame in my mind that the doubting that I have, even though it was horrendous, and I always felt like that that was, you know, one of the things that held me back from a relationship with God is that I continued to doubt, and I couldn't get through that. What Rachel was able to do was sort of sit in that doubt and the frustration of it and still find some sort of inspiration in all the things that she was struggling with. It was a really good book. And I was very grateful that it was recommended to me and that I was able to have a chance to read that. And I did not know at the time that she actually had had died. I thought that she was alive. Um, and I have read several of her other books as well. You know, and I always thought I'd meet her. <laughs> and I'm sad that I've never did get to see her present because she was such an amazing speaker as well as a writer. 
I always benefit from anything that Rachel Held Evans writes because she does it in a way from my voice also. I, I can hear myself saying some of the things she says as far as her doubts or her struggles. And I'm like, yeah, that's me, man. You just nailed me. <laughs> that's me. And so even though the doubts are a lot uh, less troublesome for me these days, there are still things that can tweak it back up into a little rev and, and you have to think, okay, now wait a minute, you know? Um, the word faith for me, and, and Father Joe just preached on this Sunday talking about that word faith, and and he will probably repost that onto his blog, Father Prime. We had sound difficulties. I'm telling you all this because we had sound difficulties, so I can give you a link to that, but it's going to be hard to hear it, but he will often post the, the script of his sermons on his blog, and you can read it. It was just amazing, and so faith is not always sitting you know, in a monastery just chanting and believing in the eternal God. One of Father Joe's examples was that sometimes faith in action is just getting up out of bed in the morning. And if that's all you do, that's faith because you're kind of believing. I took that as you kind of believe that, that in getting up, there still is a purpose. And for me, faith is, is one of those ingrained things that even though I've doubted through my whole life, I continue to keep going toward the belief that, you know, even though it's fantastical that a God that never had a mama and daddy probably, and, and he, how he was formed, we have no idea, but yet there's such a pull to, to know that God, to have a relationship with that God, to, to continue to move and live and breathe everything that is faithful. And and to continue to grow. So when I do that, when I'm continuing to read these books and to find answers, even if there may not be answers, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still seeking. And in my seeking, even if I seek through doubt, I'm still seeking. And that's faith. That's faith. That book inspired was really, really good. And I loved that because I was able to go deep into what I needed to hear Another book that was recommended to me in this past year is called Amazing Grace. It's a vocabulary of faith. So this one's kind of cool. It's by Kathleen Norris, and she takes just a word, just a word per chapter, a word like silence, salvation, my favorite, belief, doubt, and sacred ambiguity. So she takes these words and then she writes about them. Some of them she gives like specific experiences that she lived through something because of those words. And she's very personal about some of her memories and some of the things that she talks about in this book. And I really appreciate that about her. And I've really taken my time. I've had this book way too long. <laughs> I've borrowed it, <laughs> but I've had it way too long. But I continue to just allow myself to do it you know, word by word and really take in what she's talking about. And I've actually read that one doubt thing several times. So I'll go back and I'll read that one a little bit if I need to, and then come back through it. Because that book goes through the words that are usually trigger words for us, you know, revelation and, um, you know, the, the words that sometimes will make you remember your childhood growing up in church and you got one of those sermons that you really hated <laughs> It really hurts you. Um, and she talks about those words as well. Uh, she talks about exorcism and idolatry. And, um, you know, it's just a great, 
a great book to to go through those words and see her perspective on them and see where you fall in all of that. A book that I haven't read yet that I'm that I got a while back. I got it probably, I don't know, in the last two years. And I have started it several times and then something else would come up because, see, I'm always reading like more than one book at a time. And so when something else sparks my interest, I go, "Ooh, well, let me read that. (laughs) And so I'm like, I always have three or four books going at the same time. So this one is called Reading the Bible Again for the First Time. And I really, really want to read this book all the way through. It's from Marcus Borg. I heard an interview from Kristen Mitchell, who is the wife of the priest at our parish, and she was talking about this book. And I knew right then that I'd needed to read it. Another book that I'm going to be reading next up is Keys in the Sand, Overlooked Secrets to Hearing from God from a friend of mine, Christina Casperson. And I'm very excited to dive into this book. I've started it because I couldn't wait, of course, when I first got it. And I can't wait to finish it. I read the book called The Spiritual Life. Uh, It's four broadcast talks by Evelyn Underhill. This book is a really interesting read. The way she wrote this book, because it was talks that she did. So she was actually talking and presenting. And so it wasn't like she was really paying attention to sentence structure and grammar and all that. She just was talking. And so you could see where sometimes she would kind of go into this long, lengthy verbiage, but it's brilliantly done. And she's so smart. And the spiritual life that she talks about is so basic. I mean, when you think about it, now there's there's a lot of effort to go into it. Two of the chapters are communion with God and cooperation with God. Being able to be in that space. You know, the spiritual life, again, is not just being a monk or a nun in a monastery and sitting around. It's, it's action. It's doing something. It's being in faith by action, really. And the one part that she wrote that was just so beautiful, and I don't have any tattoos, by the way, but if I do get a tattoo (laughs) ever, um, I want these words in Sanskrit tattooed on me. And it's tranquility, gentleness, and strength. So From Evelyn Hill's mouth, let me read her words that it says, if then we desire a simple test of the quality of our spiritual life, a consideration of the tranquility, gentleness, and strength with which we deal with the circumstances of our outward life will serve us better than anything that is based on the loftiness of our religious notions or fervor of our religious feelings. It is a test that can be applied anywhere and at any time, tranquility, gentleness, and strength, carrying us through the changes of weather, the ups and downs of the route, the varied surface of the road, the inequalities of family life, emotional and professional disappointments, the sudden intervention of bad fortune or bad health, the rising and falling of our religious temperature. This is the threefold imprint of the spirit on the souls surrendered to his great action. So tranquility, gentleness, and strength. And I've noticed while reading this book that my spiritual life has always depended on someone else telling me what to do. 
What, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Do I do it this way? And even when I came into the Episcopal church, because it's very liturgical, I mean, there, there are prayers that are written that you read there. There are different ways that things are done. That was totally different from church growing up for me. And so it is sort of a ritual things, things are done and said often like creeds and, and we didn't do creeds growing up and we, we didn't do any of the liturgical things in the way that I'm learning in the Episcopal church. And so I was just always asking questions about how do I do this? And do I read this first or I do read it second and you know, all of these things. And now I, I have a comfort in the pattern of how worship goes. It's very comfortable to me. And I like the repetitiveness of something that gives me that chance to memorize it and to bring it into my soul. And still, I can't be anxious about it. You know, that's not going to help me. It, the tranquility of my soul, being gentle as I move through the earth, you know, those words, you know, those words are so powerful and yet so simple, you know, and strength. When, when she says strength, I, I don't see that as being strong and, and muscular, I, you know, like pushing my way through the strength of like Father Joe said the other day, just continuing to get up each day. Do you have the strength to get up today emotionally? We're not talking about a physical challenge. We're talking about just emotionally. Are you in that place where you will get up each day? Can you move through the day? Do you have that strength of character inside your soul that even when the doubts come, you'll let them hang on until they pass? You, you won't you know, you won't get all freaked out about it, basically. And can we just rest in that place of just moving through this world in that tranquility of knowing that we're, we're protected, whatever happens, even if it's not something we would have chosen for ourselves, when something bad happens, when we have these disappointments, to be that calm in the eye of the storm. And that's why, that's why I kind of imagine my faith being, if I had it the way I really wanted it, that the world would be whirling around me and I may be affected by some of the dings that come, but that I could remain calm with a knowing that in that tranquility or that calmness, that I don't have to worry because I am a part of the Jesus movement. I am part of a, a creation of God that my way of showing up in the world, even when the world is going haphazardly wrong, I still get to show up with tranquility and gentleness and strength. That is the goal in the non-perfection of my life. It is an everyday work in progress. And I am grateful for the journey, the journey of when it is difficult and the journey of when I'm in flow. That can be a tall order because by nature, I am not always in tranquility and gentleness and strength. Now I can be gentle and I know I'm strong when I need to get through something. I can get through it generally, but I don't do it tranquilly. I do it with a whole lot of anxiety. And I've caught myself several times this week rushing around to get something done. And then I'll, I'll remember those words. Okay. Okay. Take a breath. Just take a breath. Let's get in this the space of tranquility. And now let's just do the next thing. And let's do the next thing after that. So when we're talking about our spiritual life and our faith and growing and continuing to move toward our faith journey, those are the things that I want to bring to mind. I want to bring 
these words from people who have been through it. And I hope that's what my memoir will be for you guys, that it will be my journey through it. And by naming my book, Gay With God, that's my journey. I am now gay with God, not only in the word gay as part of the LGBTQIA plus community, but also if you want to use the gay as in as I'm happy, I am happy in growing my relationship with God. No, I don't have it all together. <laughs> not even, not even close probably, but I do have this settled essence inside of myself that's continuing to emerge a little bit by little bit that I'm not freaking out when, when I hear a scripture right now that just is absolutely horrendous and I don't like it, but I know there's a backstory now. I'm learning that there is context and, and dates and who wrote it and why they wrote it and who they wrote it for really. And it's not all exactly the way it's been trans translated. And so I'm not panicking. I still don't always like it. And if some of the things in there that are true about a bunch of killings and stuff, I will never like that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to throw out my entire experience with my faith journey because somebody wrote some crappy stuff in the Bible. That's just the way it is. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to give up on, on my growth because of something I don't like to hear. And I like the fact that I'm continuing to lean in and continuing to experience God through a larger lens, you know, that my brain is expanding to the place where everything is not personal and everything is not a catastrophe. One last book I want to mention is A New Kind of Christianity by Brian McLaren. And this has been an eye-opening book that really shapes how the Bible was written and how we view it. If we view it as a constitution or a library of community members and places and how we choose to live together with one another. It's very eye-opening to me. So I hope that as you, as you look into these books, you may find it valuable on the journey that you find yourself on. And shoot me an email and let me know what has, what has interested you and what has lifted you up and held you when you're in a space of concern and you're in a space of doubt or fear. What books have resonated with you and where do you get your strength? So shoot me an email or give me a message on the podcast link so that, that I can hear from you as well. I would love to hear, hear that as far as, you know, what works for you and we can share it with other, other people. So if you put a comment out there, other people can see it. And I would love to let you share your wisdom with all the other listeners. So that's my rundown of my top ones right now. Now, I mean, I've been a student of many things. I have multiple Wayne Dyer books. I have multiple Abraham Hicks books, and I just love to learn and I love to read things that will uplift me. So I hope that you have something that uplifts you. By the way, tonight, this is Monday, August 8th. And tonight we have our faith journey group on the Gay with God Facebook group. And that that group tonight is going to talk about our faith journey and what's working for all of us and what's inspiring us. And so if you want to be a part of that group, we meet uh, once a month, the second Monday of the month. We sometimes have a topic, sometimes we don't have a topic, but you are more than welcome to join the group, answer the questions so I can see you on the inside. And then um, I would love to have you join the, the Zoom group called My Faith Journey, because it's really inspiring to be with those who show up and to learn from each other.
And I hope that you can join that. I hope that you will continue to download the podcast, that you will continue to share it. And I want to always ask for you to be a guest on the show because I love your faith journey stories and I love to hear how we all make it through the hardest parts of our coming out and we still resonate with each other. So thank you again. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. The 5,000 downloads I talked about a couple of weeks ago is because of you guys who are listening and sharing and making it a priority to get this good news out that we can be gay with God and the God of our understanding. And so I really appreciate you guys so very much. So if you want to see the list of books that I put out for today's segment, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. And I will have them listed there on the show page for today's episode. So that will do it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. So if you are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you are authentically LGBTQIA+, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Stay tuned and hear how you can join the Gay With God community. And remember, check out that Facebook group, Gay With God, and join the Faith Journey Zoom group that we have there. And if you need a little coaching support to get through your coming out faith journey, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and see how you can connect with me. I offer free complimentary session at the beginning to make sure that we're a good match for one another. So I hope you guys take care. I'll see you next week. Love you. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.